What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle. Mike Blewett and George Kurtz bringing you yet another episode live on SportsGrid or on demand on SportsGrid. We're getting to you however we can these days, folks. But uh, hopefully you're liking the shows. You're liking the content. We did a little carousel recently. We'll continue a little talk tonight because I thought when we did our last show, George, we really hit on some interesting scenarios. The, the first of which is that there really isn't that much movement happening at the quarterback position right now. But of the ones that are out there, there's a lot of questions to be answered, like in Chicago, like in Indianapolis. I think there's some moving parts there. Uh, that uh, are worthy of discussing it a second time. But first of all, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Doing well. As you mentioned, uh, you know, here Cam Newton today, speaking of quarterbacks, saying he's willing to wait for his, uh, I guess, perfect situation, as he put it. Well, Cam, you don't have a choice. It's not like teams are rushing out to get you or mm-hmm. to sign you. And I, listen, I don't think Cam, I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell of signing until after the draft. Why would any team sign him now if they're going to draft a young quarterback? I agree. Right? So uh, you probably have to wait now until after, uh, what, 20... Later this month, after the 25th, uh, the week after, we'll see where he ends up. I'm as curious as anybody. Where does Cam go? Where does Winston go? You know, do they? I don't. I just can't see why anybody would sign him before the draft in case you're going to draft that quarterback. The only way I guess it would happen is if um, somebody was making another maneuver at the quarterback position and wanted to bring them in ahead of time, or you know, in conjunction with another move that they had. But to your point, I think the teams that are really desperately looking for a quarterback have either already made that decision, like, say, Tampa, uh, or uh, they're waiting for the draft to, to see who they have. So we'll continue to get into that a little tonight. But, George, anytime we have a show and a big piece of news comes on, it doesn't matter that this isn't breaking news by the time you're watching it because it's worthy of discussion, and that is that the Houston Texans – are trading for Brandon Cooks, making a deal with the Rams for a second-round pick. They obviously just 
got a second-round pick from the Arizona Cardinals as part of the DeAndre Hopkins-David Johnson trade, which we also talked about isn't totally finalized, but I think this gives you a sense that Bill O'Brien feels that trade is going to be finalized, so now he helps to replace uh, DeAndre Hopkins with Brandon Hooks. What do you think of this? Brandon Cooks, what do you think of this move? You know, I think in a vacuum, I'm okay with this. In a vacuum. You know, okay, you cooked, you're trading, you're second round pick, but you're getting a fourth back. Although I've heard it's a future fourth, I haven't gotten any clarification there. Is it this year? Is it next year? When is that fourth happening? So it's really just an exchange of picks. You're going down a couple of rounds here. In that instance, I'm okay with this, but uh, I, I don't know what to think here. Your receiving core is now going to be Cooks, Stills, Fuller, Cobb. So you seem to be missing that, that bell cow, that number one guy there. Oh, a DeAndre Hopkins type. Wouldn't he be nice to have there? You know, Cook's a deep guy. Cobb is going to be a slot guy. Stills is really a deep guy, too. Where's that guy who's going to do the middle routes? You know, that, that kind of guy there. Is Fuller going to be that guy? Can he stay healthy to be that guy? They don't have a tight end to be that, that kind of player, right? There's no Kelsey or Ertz who could take that role here. So it seems to me they either have speed guys or short guys. They look at something in between here. And now when you think about the trade overall, or both trades, it's really what you, you got Cooks and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. So really what it comes down to here when you, when you throw it all out here. Okay, if David Johnson can end up can play, it's not terrible, especially when you consider the amount of money that Hopkins wants to get. 20 yeah. plus million, I don't know how much uh, guaranteed, 75 guaranteed, over 100 million in his contract. That's pretty much what Cooper got. He's going to want more than that. So when you look at it that way, Mike, if David Johnson is a serviceable running back, maybe anything better is his gravy here, but if he's a serviceable running back, you add Cooks for the Andrew Hopkins, when you consider the money, it's not terrible. I don't... I don't throw yeah. up anymore. Yeah, it's a, a future fourth-round pick. I think you were debating that earlier. It's a future fourth-round pick in exchange for a second-round pick to the Rams along with uh, Brandon Cook. So he, here's the reality. You and I talked a lot about how it's disappointing the return they got, if for no other reasons that, that the next day the Bill, the Vikings rather, got a lot more for uh, Stephon Diggs, right? So when you're comparing it, it, it looks like a turd, uh, however you want to phrase it. That's right. <clears throat> But, and I, I don't want to be in the position of defending Bill O'Brien, but I feel like I'm going to do that a little bit here. When they've already made the decision that they're not going to pay DeAndre Hopkins $20 million, which is what he wants, right? He's going to get the Amari Cooper deal or something similar to that. When they've made that decision, you then have to what your pivot is going to be. And obviously, he's got moves that he put into motion. He got, he got the second-round pick. He got David Johnson. So he's trying to solve his running back position. He uses the second-round pick, obtains Brandon Cooks. Now, this receiving core is now Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb. The only guy that they are committed to, really, past this season, is surprisingly Randall Cobb. Brandon Cooks is on an $8 million deal this year. His payments balloon after this season. That was a backloaded contract with the Rams, and it is unlikely, unless he blows it out of the water this year, and even still unlikely, that they pay him for the final three years of the deal. So he's on a one-year $8 million deal with the Texans. Stills is on a one-year $7 million deal, or one-year remaining $7 million deal. Cobb is committed for really at least two years, otherwise it would be too much dead money. And Will Fuller's in the last year of his deal, effectively. David Johnson can be cut next March for $2.5 million. 
So you've put all these players together. Now, the obvious issue is that all three wide receivers in Cooks and Fuller and Cobb have significant injury histories. So you are hoping that all three bring to the table everything they can without getting injured for a full season. And if you got that, honestly, that's a home run. But you have to consider everything else that's at play here. They have to pay Deshaun Watson. They weren't going to pay Hopkins 20, Deshaun Watson, just say conservatively, 35. They weren't going to do that. Money committed to other defensive players, to Laramie Tunsil. And I just think that when you take the trade by itself, it looks terrible. But as you go a couple of three moves down the road, you sort of understand what he's doing. He's creating flexibility. He could also draft a wide receiver here in the mid-rounds and just be backfilling on Stills, on Fuller, on uh, for future seasons and pay Deshaun Watson and be able to draft a running back next year if David Johnson doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of best-case scenarios there. You know, well, listen, the, trade, the trade for this year, sure. I, I said, I, I don't throw up at it anymore. I'm okay with it. You know, I don't love it. Listen, I would have paid Hopkins. It's really that simple for me. He's too good a player. You have to show him Watson. You're sort of ready to win out. I'd have paid, I'd have paid Watkins. You could find uh, Hopkins. You can find a running back in the draft. So I, I, as much as I think David Johnson does have something left, the trade made no sense to me. I do wonder, because of what you brought up, where Cobb is the only guy who might stay beyond this year, do you have to now take a wide receiver in this draft? This draft is a strong wide receiver draft. Mm-hmm. Or are you spending your number one next year? Assuming they have an, they're going to have a number one next year. But Bill O'Brien, who knows? He likes to, he's that, that likes to wheel and deal. He's traded Jack all over the place here. So assuming because this, uh, this draft is so deep in wide receivers, someone might fall to you. Where do they go? Around 55, somewhere in there uh, overall. Maybe they take a wide receiver this year, which would seem kind of crazy, right? Cobb, Fuller, Stills, uh, Cooks, Routine. now another wide receiver. When's this guy going to play? You know, but do you have to do that because the wide receivers are going to be in this draft? The next year, you don't know what's going to come out as far as next year's draft. Or who's going to be there? Is it going to be a deep draft? Hell, is there going to be a college football season this year? Right. I mean, once again, that would go into my thinking as well. So, weird. Just this, you know, when we think of Bill O'Brien and his trade, we automatically assume, what are you doing? You know, and that's why in a vacuum, I don't mind the deal. For this year, when you look at the overall team, I don't mind it, but I don't know where all the pieces fit. Yeah. Like I said, they need. if Fuller gets hurt, I think they're screwed because he has to be that, that middle guy, that guy who can run 15-yard patterns. Cooks and Stills really aren't that. They're deep guys. Cobb is more the, uh, the short yardage guy. You know, Cobb was very good with the Cowboys last year. I think he'll do a good role there. But where's that middle guy? And I think that's what they really need Fuller to do. If he can't do it or if he gets hurt, I think this team's going to have some issues. Yeah, I think they re-signed Fells to like a two-year deal, so they obviously like him at tight end, even though you and I both agree he's not a difference-making player. But they, they obviously like the way he's working with Deshaun Watson. The Deshaun Watson contract sitting over their head is obviously something that they have to contend with. And I think he's created cap flexibility for the team beyond this season. Uh, he can really free up a lot of money at the wide receiver position and maybe be backfilling with younger players. It would be Cobb and Kuti would only be on his, he's in his third year of his deal right now. Um, he's, he's also been injured prone. They just have a knack for draft for uh, rostering uh, injury prone wide receivers. So uh, it's an important move. And I think it's important to understand the difference. They underst- he understood he wasn't going to pay Hopkins. So he's made moves to try to create cap flexibility and, and hopefully get a one-year deal out of Cooks. I doubt they keep him beyond this year, but 
look, they've ripped off four divisional titles in a row. As much as he's a punching bag, it's not like they haven't been successful. They just can't really win in the playoffs other than a fluky win against the Bills. That's that's the, that's really the long and the short of it. Destined to play at one now probably one o'clock, but four o'clock on Saturday. Uh, real quick story before I get to my rant. Uh, Lions uh, confirmed here, it seems, by uh, Ian Rappaport that they are... Uh, this is Nick Shook around the NFL writer. The Lions are talking to teams about that number three pick. I think you and I suggested all along that this is a team that is really likely to move. I think they know that they are sitting in the catbird seat when it comes to maximizing a value of a trade with quarterbacks available and them sitting at number three. I think it's the perfect time to be able to trade down and visions of Jeff Okuda or Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons or whomever it is that you want. Um, I, I think it's unlikely. I think they're the most likely team to trade back because the Giants, David Gettleman, hasn't showed a propensity to do it. And the Lions, I think, are willing to gain extra picks because they're from the New England Patriots mold, both Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Oh, and I think that's the right thing to do. I agree. You know, assuming Washington doesn't, doesn't do something stupid at two. You know, like, let's say they don't. They, they take the... Uh, the defensive end, they got that guy. We know Bob Burrows is probably going to win to Cincinnati. Detroit's in the catbird seat, sort of. You know, then they can talk to even Miami, but they can talk to the Chargers. Now you're about trading up. Make sure you get that quarterback. Maybe the Jaguars at nine. You know, get that quarterback that you want uh, here. So, uh, yeah, I think they have a team that uh, will certainly look to, uh, they should be looking to move. I agree with you about the Giants. Gettleman generally doesn't trade out. He's not that kind of guy. Although, once again, if I'm the Giants, though, I'm looking for it. You need more than one defensive player to get back on uh, on track here. You know, you get extra number one or whatever it might be uh, for to move uh, down to six, nine. I'm certainly thinking about doing it here. So uh, I, I would listen if I'm the Giants, but I think Detroit is the team to watch as far as not staying in the top five. I think, listen, I'd be shocked, Mike, shocked if either Detroit or the Giants doesn't trade back. You know, if once, once again, yeah. to get that team to get ahead of Miami. I think that's what teams are looking for right now to get ahead of Miami because everybody and their mother knows Miami's got it. Miami's taking a quarterback at five. You may not know which one they like. We think it's Tua, but we don't know that. But I think everyone's looking to get ahead of Miami. Yeah, I think Gettleman, unfortunately, is gonna is just falling in love with a couple of players, and he doesn't want to trade back too far, right? Uh, it would be ideal if, if the Lions don't trade and Miami can just – come up one spot the Giants can get a little bit something out of it but uh, that seems less and less likely with the Lions sort of openly shopping this pick now so I think they moved back I've thought that all along I've, not, I've never really in any of these mock drafts assumed that Jeff Okuda was going to the Lions or, or whomever else you want to slot in there I, and I don't think Chase Young is going to fall to them I think this pick will be already traded by the time we get to draft night so I don't even think they'll be on the clock waiting for a deal. I think this is something that a team will aggressively go up and move, whether it's Miami or somebody else. All right, let's get to the, the thing I wanted to get to. We only got uh, five minutes left here. So uh, athletic article came out last week about Ben Roethlisberger's rehab. He's throwing. Everything's looking great. Stories are, George, uh, elbow, now, elbow rehab now. This is according to Roethlisberger, story written by Ed Bouchette of The Athletic. Uh, I just got done throwing outside today. It's a beautiful day, so we go outside and throw. We're still able to rehab and do everything I normally would be doing uh, right now. If it's wet, we don't. Do, we do it in. Uh, we do it in the front of the, on the driveway. In the back, we have grass. Nice, lovely story about how my elbow's great. I'm going to be good to go if OTAs happen. Here's the next line, George. Roethlisberger throws footballs that contain a computer microchip, which records all types of data. Teams have been using those balls in practice 
for several years. Quote, it reads the spin rate and reads the velocity and reads the spiral efficiency of his throws, Roethlisberger said. All these things. We did it actually in training camp in 2018, so it's actually cool. We have a baseline from a couple of years ago where we compare, so see where we are. George, I have been asking for several years for the NFL to put a microchip in the footballs so that we could tell the ball crosses the goal line and get more accurate spots. And now I find out, and maybe I'm an idiot for not knowing this point, but now we find out there's been microchips in footballs for several years. What are we doing? Uh, I laugh because uh, Mike's been waiting to uh, bitch about this all week. All week I've been waiting for Mike to go on his little rant here about chips. It's incredible to me. I mean, listen, we... I don't know who thought they, they didn't have this technology. They have the technology. They just don't want to institute it for whatever reason because they're worried about it changes the game or it's going to, you know, I, I don't know why or it won't be exact. I don't care if it's not exact. You think those 80-year-old men who are running to the middle, you know, running 30 yards from one sideline to the middle of the field are anywhere near exact? I mean, come on. They, we get bloopers every Sunday about how they're not even close. The one guy who had, what, there was Golly on the Lions. He caught the ball and spotted it two yards ahead. The guy went, yes. oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we'll go with that. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? What I are think Holiday gave them in the final minute in a yes. hurry-up situation over two yards of field position I I at the it. end of the game. Because, I, it, it, yeah, he got confused. He didn't know. I get it. <laughs> I think it would be hard, too. Especially, it would be hard for me now. I'm 15 young, years younger than the guy that did that, most likely. So I've said for years, we need to do this. This isn't difficult technology. We now know that they actually utilize it for other things. And for all you naysayers out there and say, well, if you put a chip in the ball, it's got to be in his knees and his elbow pads and his helmet. Great. Bring it on. But I'm saying, and this is a line that I use a lot, and maybe I overuse it, but don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Let's get a chip in the damn ball, hashtag ball chip. Let's do it. Let's just get the spots right. Let's figure out where the touchdowns are. Let's just get it right. Stop, stop eyeballing it. It's not that I don't, hard. It's I just don't understand not that this. Hard. It's not that hard to do. I don't, why they don't want to do this beyond me. You know, uh, sometimes they, oh, we don't want to change the way things have been for a thousand years. You know, it's progress. Can we get it right? I mean, come on. Some of these spots are ridiculous here. You know, in baseball, we, know, we, we knew there were chips because in baseball, they can tell you how the spin rate on the ball when a pitcher throws it. Yeah. All right. That's, that's computerized. That's technology. Right, we know now, we now know in baseball, if baseball does come back because they want to get these games, they don't want to have the umpire close to the catcher, they might go through the electronic strike zone this year if they're going to bring baseball back. Bring so on. once again, the technology is there. Use it. Embrace it. Let's go. Uh, like I said, I think it's silly that we haven't used this already. I just think it's ridiculous, especially since we've taken away the, uh, I forget what it is, the umpire in the middle of the field. And we put him now behind, you know, the line of scrimmage. I get it for his safety, but since we've taken that guy away, the spots are a joke. They're just a joke. You know, it's, it's guesswork. That's all it is is guesswork. It's educated guesswork, but it's guesswork nonetheless. Yeah. So I'm pretty irritated, but I'm trying to be positive during this pandemic. I think we have hope. Let's get microchips in all the footballs. Let's spot it accurately. It'll be a much happier 2020 and beyond if we can do this. George and I will be back with more Football Full Circle on the Grid after this. DailyRoto.com
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Football Full Circle. Mike and George, feel free to follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGridTV. I'm on Twitter at Mike Blewett, George on Twitter at George Kurtz. So, uh, George, we we had a really nice discussion last time out of talking about the QB carousel that you and I uh, try to track on a regular basis, which teams have needs and and which teams are, are sort of set for the next couple of years. And um, I like to have those initial discussions because – Frankly, it tentacles out into several more discussions. I start making more notes, and I start trying to figure out if I missed anything or you know, get a sense of, uh, of where we go from here. And I thought you made some interesting comments and some things came up while we were talking. And I wanted to focus on the NFC first, um, if for no other reason that the Foles-Trubisky thing, I, I, I think people really need to understand that Mitch is really – he's done – after this year there's no fifth year option the foals money is manageable but they're actually really committed to him through next year they'd be taking on a, a whole bunch of dead money if they were to cut foals if uh, he and mitch don't work out i mean they could do it right if they feel like neither of them are, are viable quarterbacks they could do it 
But at this moment, Foles is more likely, much more likely to be on the roster in 2021 than is Mitch Trubisky. And I, I don't know that as many people realize that. There were many people right after the trade was made that said, well, Foles is the obvious starter. Look at all that money. It really isn't that much money by on an annual basis, but they are committed to him for next year. The only thing is, if Foles has a good year, he's gone. He'll opt out and go away. Yes. So it's it's a weird situation. You know, if he has a good year, he's gone. Or they'll have to renegotiate the contract. Yeah. That could which, happen as well. Which you can renegotiate. I think if he has a good year, you know, it's not going to be an MVP. But say he has a good year and you negotiate him, I think you can get a, a favorable deal out of Nick Foles. You can get the Teddy Bridgewater deal, right? Three for 20 if you I, want I, to do that. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume. If, uh, he's not going to go for year. more than that. Not, well, he could. I, he's not going to get $30 million, but I could see him going 25 The 10 you know, that, deal. That wouldn't completely shock me. You know, the, listen, I don't think Foles is the answer long term. I don't. I, uh, you know, once again, this guy's never done anything outside really of Philadelphia and in that system. Uh, he's, I don't want to call him a caretaker, but I think that's what he reminds me of. So if you want to groom someone behind him, I think he'd be great for that. You know, uh, in that sort of situation, not necessarily Trubisky. I don't think he's going to be good for him. Like uh, Josh I just McCown think, type. Yeah, yeah, but uh, maybe a little bit better than McCown. But yes, that's I think it's like a very good, uh, a very good analogy there uh, to Josh McCown. So I think Schaub could be stuck here because once again, he's gonna, if he plays well, he's going to cost you more money. You're going to have to, uh, you know, he'll out there on that contract. Going to have to renegotiate there. If he plays terribly, well, then you're sort of stuck. He's going to want to stay, and you're stuck with a bad quarterback, and Trubisky's gone. And that sort of means you're, that means you're drafting a quarterback next year because if you play terribly, then you probably suck this year and you're going to be in top 10, right? Draft mm-hmm. pick. You know, yeah. so it's, there, it's an interesting conundrum for Chicago where, uh, I, listen, of course they want him to play well. They do. They play well, they'll take their chances that they can resign him and things go on from there. Yeah. But I'll, is there, a, there are one team where I don't think their long-term quarterback of the future, their starting quarterback in 2022, I don't think is on the team right now. I think that's fair. Um, and... Look, the reason Trubisky could have really worked out for them is because he was a rookie quarterback on a manageable deal, and that's why they loaded up on defense with Khalil Mack and paid him a bunch of money and all, all these other players that they had there, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson. They were paying the defense the defense because they didn't really have to pay a QB. They still don't. I mean, the combined salaries of Foles and Trubisky are, is pretty manageable at the moment. But, uh, again, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the quarterback of the future isn't there. Uh, we'll see how Foles plays. They could get a Teddy Bridgewater deal out of him, and then they, they can kick the can down the road a little bit. But it, for that to happen, we'd have to see Chicago be a playoff team and, and continue to really challenge in, in the division and in the NFC. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's tough. For Foles, and, uh, I, said, I think Foles is going to start, but I think Trubisky does play some. I don't think Foles starts all 16 games, but I think he starts out as the team. I think what's also going to haunt Chicago, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough division. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think you're better than Green Bay. Minnesota, I need to see what moves they make before I really get up or down on them. They have some secondary issues, some pass rushing issues. I think and we did this. They, they play both West divisions, I think, this year. That's not good North. as far as the NFC West. The AFC yeah. West is fine. You only play, so it's KC, and you got to take your lumps there, but you'll take a chance with the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. None of them are great right now. Chargers, we'll see. They could, I think they could be better, but their schedule's not fun. 
You know, it's, it's not fun in, in my mind. So I, I just think they're around 7, 9, 8, and 18, which means, once again, if they need a quarterback next year, 7, 9, 8, and 8, even 6 and 10, mm, not going to give you one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah. It's going to give you around that 8 to 14 range generally in the draft, which means you've got to trade up for it. So I just think generally when it comes to football, you either want to be very good and get in the playoffs or you want to tank. You don't want to be a, a 6 to 9, 6-8 win team nowadays. Yeah. That's, not, that's, that's, that's hell. And it's just hell. It doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. You, you want to be below 6 or, or over 8. All right. You want to make the playoffs, which 9 wins should get you in the playoffs now with that extra wild card, or you want to tank where you get a top 5. By the way, that's why I'm thrilled that the Steelers got Minka. Because there were, when they first traded for Minka, people were saying that they were going to be terrible and they were going to, you know, they might be trading a top 10 pick. I, I didn't think that they were going to completely spiral. So that's why I was in support of the Minka trade at the time it happened. I'm also a huge fan of him as a player. And now it looks brilliant, right? Because the Steelers are sitting at 20, which is no man's land. Uh, last time they did that, they actually moved. Last time they were there, they moved up. They got Devin Bush. They didn't want to be at 20, so they moved all the way up. They traded with the Broncos. Um, you know, they, they've spent capital on picks in recent years, but they came out of it with Devin Bush and Minka Fitzpatrick. That looks pretty damn good to me when you're stronger down the middle by drafting two, by acquiring two ace players at the beginnings of their careers. Oh, I agree. I said, uh, I probably wasn't thrilled about the trade immediately after, but then, you know, maybe because we didn't know how good a player Minka was. I think that's really the problem there. Yeah. Then once you saw how good he was, and as you mentioned, Pittsburgh would be a mid-round pick. Yep, mm -hmm. that's right. You know, and Their that, first team to miss the playoffs in the right. AFC. Right, that gives you that, uh, what, the 12-10, was it 19, 18? 20, Someone, some, somewhere around there, yeah. Might, might be 20. Da, 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 looking 21 would be the first playoff team, right? So they're I 18. Think this, yeah. Steelers are, uh, Miami's now 18. So Steelers would have gotten Got the 18th pick, and that gets you nowhere. Not right. long-term. It's just a long time. You, you pick it around 18, it gets you nowhere. Right. The NFL is weird. And this is, this is sports in general. This is not just the NFL. You know, I know baseball is similar, and so is uh, NHL. You either want to be very bad or good. You don't want to be okay. Yeah. Okay, get you nowhere. It, uh, this is why in baseball, you said the Astros, the Cubs, when they tanked all those years, and how they got better. The NFL is the same thing. You get a whole bunch of top five picks. You should get better in a hurry. Well, maybe not the Giants, but you get my meaning. Yeah. Uh, next one I wanted to talk about was Jared Goff. We didn't talk about him too much last night. Here's where the Rams are at with him. They're committed through 2021. They cut him in 2022. That's $10 million in dead money. I think that's something that you can take uh, on the roster. Conceivably, you don't want to. But it's something that if you felt like you had to move on, you would. My question to you is this is simple. Do you think Jared Goff is the quarterback in 2022? 2022. So we're giving him this year and next year. That's right. Okay. Uh, that he was terrible last year, right? He was bad, and he has such a great receiving core, right? I mean, that, that's what's so concerning here. I mean, uh, Cooks, Cup. He lost uh, Cooks. He did lose Cooks, and I think uh, Cup was banged up. Cup was banged up. You know, Woods was there. Uh, Everett ended up uh, having a nice year, and the running game wasn't what it should be, but still, overall, it was solid. <sighs> I'm going to say he's definitely overpaid. I'm going to say doubt about that he's overpaid. No he, he, he cashed in like Flacco did. You know, like Flacco won with Super Bowl. Hey, you I mean, good for him, him, but it's the Rams' fault, not his. Uh, well, it's, 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 the, it's the system, right? He was, he was going to get paid. Um, mm, that's a tough question, Mike. Tough, he certainly gets this year. Has to play, certainly has to play better. If he doesn't play any better, no, he's done. Uh, he'll, they'll move on. They'll have to. I'm, I'm saying, what is your belief in him? Not much. I think 
I think best case scenario, he can be a, a solid quarterback, but not someone who's going to win games for you. You're always going to need to have a team around him. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers going to win a game by himself. He's never going to be that upper echelon of quarterbacks. So I they think he, keep, do they keep banking on him past the, like, the next two years? I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no. Not, that would be interesting. Not to you. They'll do it this year. I think they'll give him another chance in 21. I just I think after that, they, they, you know, they're going to realize he's just not that guy. Just yeah. not that guy. Yeah. That's, you know, and uh, nowadays you, you need that guy. So I'm going to ask you another question. Same, same kind of question. Carson Wentz, he's committed through 2022, can't cut him before then. 2023 means $15 million in dead money. So seems like a big number, but the cap's getting bigger. You could conceivably sustain that. Are you a believer in Carson Wentz? You think he can stay healthy? You think he can get there? You can't predict injuries. Nobody can. But based on what you've seen in his career, is Carson Wentz the guy long-term for Philly? Is he going to answer all the questions people have around him? His ability to stay healthy, get the team into the playoffs, rip off playoff wins, everything else. I think the only thing I worry about Wentz is the health. I think he showed so much last year. The Eagles made the playoffs with, with the all-injury team. That was a joke of what they were putting up there the past couple of weeks. Yet they beat Dallas. Did you know they beat Dallas in Week 16, Mike? I did know that. And yeah. they had no receivers with over 500 yards receiving. Is that right? Yeah. Not much of a secondary in that game either, Mike. No. Not secondary. Nope. Uh, doesn't bother me at all. I've gotten over that, Mike. Yeah, uh, clearly, clearly you've moved on. But uh, that that proved a lot to me. Uh, and then you know, they listen. They gave Seattle a game in the wild card round. They gave Seattle a game where they could. Uh, while for a while there, we thought they might, they might win it. They didn't. But they gave them a game. Carson Wentz, I thought was was sort of willing this team to win. Showed me so much. Where what would he do if he actually had a team? If he had good wide receivers? If he had good this, good that? He didn't have it last year. So my only worry with Wentz is just stay healthy. As I say it all the time, the most important ability is availability. And Wentz hasn't always had it. He's a quarterback where it can be a little annoying where if you have him, you, uh, as far as the Eagles, not a fantasy team, but if you have him, you need that backup. You need a good backup. You know, it's not like Dak Prescott never misses a game. You, know, you need a good backup because he's probably not playing 16. You know, you're going to need a backup there to survive there. That, that does annoy me a little bit. But, yes, I think Wentz is a fine uh, franchise quarterback. Once again, not upper echelon, but somebody you can win with. Got it. Okay. Got some uh, QB props for the NFC. Uh, I'll rip them off for you. Let me get them in front of me right here. Uh, always good to be prepared uh, on your shows, player props. We got QB totals. And here we go. The first one I wanted to do, passing yards, since we were just talking about him. Carson Wentz, 3,849 and a half passing yards, George, over or under. But once again, for the purposes of this, we'll assume a 16-game season that we're teams, playing in the, It is teams must play a full 16-game regular season for bets to stand. That is according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay, so 3,800. That, that's low as far as total. I thought, it's, it all comes down to is he going to play 16. He doesn't right. have a great receiving core right now. So, oh, man. He does not. You have, to, you have to answer. Right now, I'll say no. I'll say under. Under. Okay. Again, we're not, we're not proposing that you put – too much money on these futures because we don't know what the state of the union is as far as the NFL teams being able to play. And again, they have to play a 16 game regular season. Uh, I think the NFL will be hard pressed to do something other than that. But, you know, they'd take a 12 game season if they could do it. Hell, they'd take eight if they could do it. But right now, uh, that's the deal. Uh, next one uh, is Tom Brady. It's weird seeing him in an NFC discussion. 
But Tom Brady, 2021 regular season total passing yards again, 16 games, 4,299 and a half. So we got to get to 4,300. All these odds are uh, straight up minus 112 on both sides. So you're not getting any juice one way or the other. What do you think? 4,300 for uh, TB12. 4,300, you mean he's got great receiving core, Evans, Godwin. Oh, God, you got good, good tight ends. Howard can't be possibly any worse. I worry about the offensive line. No running game. Give me the over. The over. I like it, too. Yeah, I think Godwin's just going to have a monster season. Just a monster season. Sure, stole Tom stole his number. He didn't steal it. Stole it. Got the free. Stole it. They need to draft offensive linemen. In By the way, did you notice that when they displayed the uh, new uniforms, the Buccaneers, that they still had Godwin wearing number 12? Yeah, they, it's, they it's didn't edit that. They didn't edit that at all. I, I noticed the same thing. By the way, I listened to Tom Brady uh, with Howard Stern all two hours. Really good interview. Howard's the best when it comes to interviews like that, and Brady did a, a really uh, nice job. You, you don't get you don't get the golden nuggets that you want out of him. That's just how he is, but I thought he was really forthright in, uh, as, in as much as he could be, and he didn't throw anybody under the bus. I think that's just who he is. It, it makes you sort of appreciate him uh, a little bit, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so uh, let's get to the next one. Touchdown passes. We're going to go touchdown passes here. We might have to do these rapid fires. We're down to two minutes. Daniel Jones, touchdown passes. 26 and a half, George. Over. Yeah? I, listen, I like it. Daniel Jones can throw the football. Giants have no defense. They're going to be behind. He's going to have to throw the football. You're talking. I don't think it's much to get the 30. You know, I, it's, it's, it's not even two touchdowns a game. You're not even two touchdowns a game. Over. Well, you like Danny, Danny football. Drew Brees, uh, we're, we find Drew Brees on here for passing touchdowns. Drew Brees passing touchdowns, 30 and a half. Just got to get to 31. Once again, two touchdowns a game. Stay healthy, Drew. Stay healthy. So, yes? Over. Give me the uh, over. Uh, so, so far you're under on, uh, okay, uh, interceptions. Tom Brady, will he throw 10, will he throw 11 interceptions, yes or no? 10 and a half or more. Yes. Arian's going to have him throw the ball more. He doesn't have the arm for it. That safety's going to undercut some balls and pick, pick it off. I'll go the over there. Okay, so you have the Brady over. You have Jones and Breeze uh, over on touchdowns. Jimmy G, regular season total, passing touchdowns, 25 and a half. They're a run team more than a throw team. Good defense. Don't need him to take too many chances. That's a low number, though. My God, it's a low What did Jimmy number. G have last year? You got over that, right? Let's, you know, let's see. You're right. Before I give my opinion on this, let's see what Jimmy G had last year. Come on, Jimmy G. I said they're they're all good defense team, so games should be close. They don't they don't really need him or want him to throw the ball a ton, right? He had da, 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 27. He was over last year. So you like Jimmy G over this year? I don't love it, and I wouldn't bet it, but I'll go. I'll, I'll say over. Okay. You like the overs on the touchdowns. Last one, uh, real quick. Dak Prescott, season total passing yards, 4,319 and a half yards. Tough season for Dallas. Tough schedule. Yeah, give me the over. Why okay. not? I'll keep it up. All right. Uh, George and I will come back with some AFC props after this on Football Full Circle. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to The Grid. Mike and George on Football Full Circle. Going through some AFC quarterback um, quarterback rooms, quarterback sort of projections, taking a look at some props as well. And I, I think, George, the thing that popped, uh, that stuck out to me the other day uh, when we were talking about the AFC quarterback rooms and you know, some of these younger quarterbacks, Josh Allen and, and Baker and, and Sam Darnold came up, and we were talking about, you know, Baker and Josh Allen have seemingly put themselves in a position where they're they're the quarterbacks for the next couple of years and likely to have a fifth-year option. And then when it came up for Sam Darnold, you didn't seem to be quite as sold on the fact that Sam would get a fifth-year option. The problem is we're in year three. They've given him no offensive line. They're turning the team over around him. He gets mono in the middle of the year last year. He was unlikely not healthy when he came back from mono. So there was a six to seven week stretch there where it wasn't even really Sam Darnold. But I wanted to put you on the spot for that one because you seem to intimate that you're not sold on Darnold. Then you could see the Jets being out on him after next after next season, which would be his fourth year. I'm definitely not sold. I mean, everything you said is true. Uh, they haven't given him much of a line. He had to run for his life a lot. 
Uh, certainly not a lot of time to sit back there and scan the defenses. The running game, right? Love you on Bell. You've given them that, but Bell may be a wrong fit in that offense. And now this year, I, listen, I think I'd be shocked if they don't take a receiver at 11, but it may not be fair to judge him this year either. I, I don't think Perriman's the answer. He's not a true number one receiver. And listen, receivers generally take a little bit longer to mature and become great players than, let's say, a running back. Running back, listen, you, a rookie, hit the hole, pick up the blitz, you're going to be a good player. Receiver has to learn the route tree, when to be the hot guy, and then all this other stuff. So much goes into it, not to mention have the trust of the wide receiver. So it may not be fair to judge Donald again. But, uh, you know, sooner or later, he's got to lift, lift his team up on him, play better. You know, I understand it's not all his fault, but, yeah, I do have some downs here. That being said, I would be surprised if they didn't uh, pick up his option. I think he does get two more years. I, don't, I think 21, he's the starter. It'd be 22. We're really, you haven't done it in five years. They're going to move on. They're just going to move on. Yeah. They're not going to have a choice after that. So I think I might worry about him two years from now, not this year, not next year. But if he can't do it after that, even though, like I said, it may be unfair, it may not be all his fault, I don't, I don't think it's just a lot of choice here, especially in New York. I mean, the Jets fans already want to kill it, uh, the yeah. ownership there and the, the GM. And it'll, it'll, it'll just get worse, not better. Yeah. I, I think he could be in a position like you, you're sort of laying out a position like Jameis and Mariota were in, right, where they picked up the fifth-year option. And, you know, into that fifth year, you realize, well, one team benched him. The other team was like, this isn't our guy. He's throwing picks at a ridiculous rate. So maybe Darnold's in that position. Uh, I think Gase has shown his ability to kind of move on from players. I think he's doing everything in his power to make Darnold uh, the best player he can be. I, I was uh, out in front saying I thought Darnold would be the best of that group. Clearly, it's not right because Lamar Jackson is in that group. Uh, but there you go on Darnold. I, I think Sam will still be good long term. I think he's the just quarterback for the next decade, uh, but clearly the play has to get better all the way around. Uh, the Colts. We talked a little bit about uh, Rivers and Brissett. Um, no bad one-year deals here, right, George, even though you're not in love with them signing Rivers because you think he's toast. I think that makes sense based on what we saw last year. Uh, and Brissett really – Rivers and Brissett right now are committed at $46 bucks for this year, but they can move on from both of them after this year. It's a, it's a shockingly deep quarterback room. <laughs> you have two guys that are starting quality, one, you know, debatable on one, I suppose. But um, what do you do after this year if you're the Colts? <laughs> pretty good question. Uh, listen, Brissett, they pretty much all said all you need to know about Brissett when they sign Rivers. They don't right. want him to be their starter. So That's you know right. how they feel about him. So maybe he Too can be a backup. Too much dead money to cut him this year, by the right. way, folks. Right, right. But he can be, listen, he can be a fine backup. Mm-hmm. I think most teams would love to have him as a backup. As a starter, not going to happen. I mean, with Rivers, he threw 20 interceptions last year. Mm-hmm. That's horrendous. You know, that's terrible for Rivers. I just think with his motion, he's just, I don't think he has much left. I think he is toast. The question is, how burned is that toast? I don't know if it's blackened, but it's certainly not, uh, you know, it has some, uh, some, some rough edges there. So playing indoors in that dome with that defense, that offensive line will help too. He'll have more yes, time to throw. So I think he'll have some decent games, but I don't think he can lead you to where you want to go. You don't have a first-round pick this year, so you're not drafting a quarterback. I mean, maybe you take one mid-rounds. Maybe that works out. Maybe it doesn't. But they're going to be in a situation next year. I mean, maybe Cam, Winston, they sign one-year deals, prove-it deals. Maybe they're out there next year. I can I see think something like that. I that think that's Cam would be interesting. I think uh, maybe Cam. I said Cam would have gotten more love during this offseason if he, if teams could have viewed him, if they could have seen. The I next, totally agree. If they could have seen the show, he got screwed. And some teams. This isn't about the whole league thinking he's washed up. That's no. not what this is. They they couldn't 
and you know they couldn't check him out. They couldn't get a checkup. Plus, Cam is the type of guy that you're kind of if you don't know him that well, you're really going to want to get to know him. Yeah. He's a he's a little bit of a mercurial guy. I think he gets a reputation from some people as being salty, and he admits he's a little bit of a sore loser. He's not doesn't take it well. He's you know on the sidelines, all that kind of stuff, which I don't like personally. But at least he's honest about it, and. You don't hear story after story about him being a bad teammate. What worries me and you about Cam is that he's not an accurate thrower of the football. He's been beaten up a lot. Is, he, is his accuracy going to get better? I don't know. Is he turning into Mike in the second half of his career where he becomes a better, when he became an outs, better outside jump shot, had, developed a jump shot? Is Cam going to develop uh, this accurate throwing game? I just don't really see it. So... There's a lot of questions about Cam, and, and you do have to get to know the guy before just plunking down a multi-year deal. It, it makes sense to me that he's not it, – it's weird that he's not signed because he's clearly better than some of the starting quarterbacks out there. But given all the factors, just like we talked about the mitigating factors with DeAndre Hopkins, it can make some sense that he's not signed right now, right? So um, I don't think they address it at all this year. I think they just let the chips fall where they may and decide if veteran or rookie is better for them next year. I, I just think that's where they're at. Yeah, they have a win-now team. I they're to, a win-now team. Uh, they are. This is why they made the move with DeForest Buckner to give up the first-round pick. Yep. All right? I mean, uh, you, you have a good defense. That offensive line is good. The offense is good. It should be good. Now you got T.Y. Hilton needs to stay healthy. Another guy got banged up. You know, Jack Doyle, the running game. They Harris have Campbell, their there. rookie they drafted last year, was right. not healthy at all, but I think he could be a really good player. Yeah. Like I said, the most important thing could be just protecting Rivers, giving him that extra half second to second to throw the football. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that'll help. But for me, it's not. It's just not all about that. It's about the way he throws the ball, the fact that he throws that. Well, shot it's going to be funny to me, George. What you're what you're alluding to a little bit is that I've never really seen him play conservatively, and that would suit them well. And can I just he, haven't can seen him play him that do it. game. Right? Can he play that dink and dunk game? And, so uh, see it. And uh, you're right. He like he does like to throw the ball. He does like to take some chances. Yeah. He's not Jay Cutler, who I think he's never had the arm strength or the fastball to be like a Jay. Jay Cutler is going to try and throw yeah. the football through people, but he does like to throw the ball into the secondary. Yeah. He does like that. So uh, we'll see. And he's brash. We all know he has, he has more bravado than most, especially yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. And that gets you in trouble, too. Sometimes yeah. his mouth is cashing, uh, you know, his writing checks, his body can't cash. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out there. As I just think, uh, we heard, by the way, we also heard that Indianapolis wanted Brady. And Brady said no. Brady, Brady didn't want to go there. It's like, kind of, some ways, find kind of strange. Once again, everything we said would amount well for Brady, too, playing indoors, good team. I do wonder, though, Brady wanted to get out of the AFC yeah. and uh, get in the AFC. Plus, with Tampa Bay, you have two all-world wide receivers. I'm sure that yeah. helps as well. Look, there's many positive things you talk about Tampa now, but it's, for me, to some extent, it's, it's funny because Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Tampa are like, the flights are the same. You know, if you're trying to get back and forth to New York, the flights are the same, you're, you know, or Connecticut. So from a geographic standpoint, Florida's got good weather. Tennessee got good weather. You play indoors in Indianapolis. So uh, probably a story for another segment. But uh, next one, Pats. They have Stidham and Hoyer for one year. Then what? <laughs> uh, well, we all know they don't have the cap room. We really do anything this year. All right, so that was that. Listen, you're not going to be able to convince me that Bill Belichick didn't have a plan or doesn't have a plan. I got to believe right now that plan is Stidham, that he believes in him, that he's going to be the man, that he could be the quarterback. 
right or wrong, this is what he believes. Now listen, they're at, what, 23 overall in the draft. Maybe they're going to go up to get someone. Or maybe they're hoping that Eason Rom falls to them. Maybe that's what they want. They believe in one of those guys. I don't see them having the ammunition to get any of the, uh, the big four quarterbacks. You know, uh, whether it be Burroughs to uh, uh, Bear or whoever I'm forgetting there. Uh, love. So I don't, I don't see them being able to get one of those guys, but maybe that's their, their plan. We, we believe in Stidham, but we're going to draft somebody else just in case. I could see that being it. I don't think Belichick is going into this blind. I don't see that. You know, I just don't. I think he realized with his with his assets, what he had left, with his cap room. Now there just wasn't a uh, wasn't a quarterback out there. He didn't want Winston because hey, I, I don't want 20 interceptions, more or less 30. And yeah. I just think it comes down to that. And with Cam's, it may be the same thing. Not really my type of quarterback. Different kind of guy. He doesn't have the accuracy to keep the ball short, which is what we like to do, right? Edelman, uh, uh, the guy out of the backfield. We, he doesn't have that fall out of the backfield. He's not that kind of guy. He's got to throw the ball. You know, it just he's just not that accurate. And we, we don't we don't know the ankle. I think that's a big thing with Cam, by the way. We just don't know if he can run anymore, be that kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that's what really uh, pushed Bill. I think maybe he would have had some interest in Dalton, but not at the price that Cincinnati wants. Yeah, Jer- Jared Stidham. It's the Jared Stidham show as far as I'm concerned. I just don't know what exactly he'll have to pull off. To keep in mind, he is working with Josh McDaniels. I think we're all believers in Josh McDaniels as far as his ability to develop QBs or at least enhance QB play. He hasn't really had to develop somebody in quite some time. Uh, Tim Tebow was the last guy he, he worked with. He did win a playoff game with him. But uh, nonetheless, um, I trust that McDaniels can get the most out of Stidham, but I just don't know what that is. And I don't know what it will have to look like. 11 wins, you know, I don't know what his stats are going to have to look like. You can't get inside Bill's head. But I, I think it's the Stidham show for this year, and, and they're not going to think about drafting anybody at, at the moment. That's that's my take on it anyway. Uh, moving on to the Raiders. We talked a little bit about it in the previous show. Uh, Derek Carr and Mariota can both be cut for a total of $2.5 million in penalties after the season and salary cap uh, dead money. Mariota has incentives that, in concrete, that can increase the contract by $30 million, but it will require a bunch of playing time and everything that – we don't know yet. Uh, we talked yesterday. I think the old, you had Mariota at four starts. I think it's going to do more than that. I think they don't make the Mariota move unless they have real reservations about Carr. I didn't think Carr was going to be the starter when they started in Vegas. I'm probably wrong about that, assuming a 16-game season. Um, but Mariota could beat him out in camp. I think he'll have a shot to do that, assuming everything is uh, as is. But... I'll ask you this in the same way that I had the question about the Bears. Do you think the long-term quarterback is on the roster in Oakland, the quarterback in 2021 or 22? No. No, I don't. You know, and I just said this on uh, the other show we did, and I'll say it again. I don't. I think Gruden's trying to patch it together now, which is why I think Mario is going to play. Uh, some because he's going to say, all right, you know, this, next, Mario, to get in there, see what happens here. No, no, go back to the car. I think it's going to be a, a mishmash of what Gruden's going to do. I don't think he has the patience to draft a quarterback, even though it's probably what he should do. They pick at what? 12 and 24, 12 and 19. I'm sorry, 12 and 19. So they would have some ammunition to move up if they so wanted to, to maybe get Jordan Love. You know, maybe someone like that. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. No, I don't think they'll do that either, even though I think that's what they should do. You know, I think, you know, under Al Davis, boy, Jameis Winston would have made some sense for this team, right? Bombs away. Let's see what you can get, but different, uh, you know, Different regimes, different ages now. I mean, they well, had their shot to get him, so obviously Mayock and, and they didn't. They didn't. And Gruden are not on board. No, they went. They went Mariota instead. You know, so they they could have got him. They could have gotten Cam if they wanted. 
You know, so, but no, to answer your question, no. I don't think the, their, their quarterback for 2022 is not currently on the roster. I'm not so sure their quarterback for 2021 is on yeah. the roster. Yeah, that's a better clarification as far as you're concerned. For I, I won't let the Mariota belief die completely. Um, I think he's got a shot at a second act here with Vegas. So I'll, I'll say that he's got a chance there. And I, I don't think it will be... Uh, the entirety, I, I don't think I would put the odds at over 50%, but I think there's a shot there that Mariota is is a guy that can be their quarterback in the future. Uh, all right, let's get to some props. We're going to do passing yards props. We'll start with uh, the uh, defending champ in Pat Mahomes. 2021 regular season total passing yards. Again, these have to be 16-game uh, seasons for the bets to stand. Pat Mahomes total sits at, this is robust, 4,500 yards, George, over or under? Oh, I'll take the over. Give me the over on that. I would have gone over. He said 5,000. 4,500 yards. Let's just do a little quick math there. Didn't play all season. It's 281. 281. He didn't Not play all season last there. year. Right. Didn't. Well, maybe he doesn't play over again. Always a chance for injury there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over. I got to go over. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think betting Pat Mahomes unders would Nuts. be the least Crazy. fun person I've ever met. You're hoping for an injury. It's really what you hope. Yeah, it's the least fun bet in the history of uh, player props. Hey, I'd like to bet against the best player to not play well or get hurt. So that that isn't any fun. Uh, Sam Darnold, your your boy, Sammy D. Uh, let me find this number. Sam Darnold passing yards. I had it. There it is. Three thousand five hundred and fifty. Oh That's a pretty God. low number. That is so low. That is nothing. It's two twenty-two a game. They signed like four offensive linemen. They did, but they're uh, they would hope those outlinemen play better as a whole than they Jared do. Jared Judy, C.D. Lamb coming. I, they, it has to be right. Oh, it has to be wide receiver. Maybe they don't quite get the the top yeah. guy, but it has to be wide receiver here. Two twenty-two. Not really asking all that much. Even misses a couple of games. Not asking a whole lot. But no under. Oh my God, that's terrible. That's such bad news for Jets fans. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm going over on Sammy D. He's, he's my guy. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a regular season total passing yards, 3,899 and a half, so 3,900 yards. All right, Landry. get to 4,000, right? You would think. Landry's banged up. He's probably not playing in September, right? Or at least going to be uh, held back a while. Another guy yeah. we don't know about with the hip injury. Uh, Beckham, who knows? He signed the Hooper. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll go 4,000 yards as well. Give me the over. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, we're going to get we're gonna get time for, like, maybe one or two more. Uh, Phil Rivers, touchdowns, 27 and a half. Under. Oh, man, you hate Phil Rivers. Lamar Jackson, touchdowns, 26 and a half to passing. Just, to passing. just throwing? Yes. Obviously. Over. Over. All right. That's good. Uh, and last rushing. one. I might go over 26 and a half rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen, 20 and a half. Over. That's nothing. It's, it's it's freaking one a game plus. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He's got digs. It's gonna happen. Over. Okay. Buffalo like wins the one. AFC East. My favorite team one. over too. I think I like that one. I'm not even a Josh Allen believer, but I think I like that one. Twenty and a half is low. Well, that's it. Uh, we'll come back with some more fun props and uh, some other fun topics on football full circle next time with me and George. Thanks for watching on the Grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.